It's dad. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it. Okay, I did not tell Frank that I was going to do that. And he's clapping. And also, I dig the irony that it's me doing it. I could have got one of you guys. <laughs> the it's only non dad in the room. This episode of the Hammerbomb Project is called Fuck. Speaking of non dad, I'm Brendan. Speaking of dads, I'm Frank. And I'm Marty. And we are the gentlemen who regularly do the Hammerbomb Project podcast where we. Talk about Bluey, and this episode that I've already given away what it is, is no exception. This episode of Bluey is called Perfect. And isn't it just? It's pretty so much is. good. It's one of those titles that works on multiple levels. It's amazing. <laughs> but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, because there's something we need to do. But before we need to do that, we need to do something else, and that's just catch up with you lads. And you can tell me what it's like being a dad recently. Like, how's your week been? <laughs> well, I'm, like, hospital visits and that sort of stuff. So Naomi had an operation, which means she's had, what is it, grommets and adenoids done, which is fairly typical. But it means that she can hear better. We've already seen differences in the sorts of things she can say, and, like, Aww. a balance is apparently going to get better. And um, she breathes a lot better now she can sleep better and stuff like that it's incredible watching you guys because i mean i've said it before i've known you for long before you became dads and i really look up to you both and i really admire how you're doing like i I wonder how much you just before you knew she had issue with what what was Uh, it grommets and had noises like you know innocent throat um but like before you know about that how much you just think oh is this something we need to look at or how much of it you just think, oh, that's just the way she sounds. When yeah, she's pretty. exactly. So that, and and yeah. so when it's quote for want of a better term fixed, improved, do you go? Oh, well, one of the <laughs> I don't know. one of the big things with this is like you lose consonants at the end of words because you can't hear them. And you might have thought that that was just a developmental thing. Yeah, pretty much because yeah. consonants oh, are hard, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. And how frustrating must that have been for her? Yeah. Why you, aren't these yeah. people understanding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, you build up this language with your child anyway. Yeah. Words aren't you know they don't match exactly. They're just associative. You hear them enough times in association with a thing you can make those connections but already we're starting to see ah yeah okay there's extra letters coming in at the end of words oh man that's nice. so that's so cool man must suck for her though because she has to relearn all her words <laughs> i was saying this <laughs> I'd, before i've learned they- <laughs> how to say this like this because i couldn't do this and now i can do it and, and it's extra work <laughs> but you know it's the prime time to be learning language so she's just gonna pick it up no problems oh man medicine yeah, I did completely derail that. Well, that's unlike you to derail something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm usually so straight down the line <laughs> and organised in my thoughts. Um, this is going to get uh, a little bit heavy, so a little bit of a trigger warning for those who may have experienced loss in the manner I'm about to describe. So apologies for bringing the show down right at the top. But uh, Father's Day happens to coincide this year with the birthday of my daughter. Now... Those who have been listening to us might think, well, Frank's never mentioned his daughter. Um, That is because, where are we, five years ago, she passed away. Um, She was four months old. Um, I won't go into all the the medical details, but it was basically a genetic thing where nothing could be done. um, And we knew we had limited time with her. We were told six months, we got to four. And so Father's Day has been quite tricky for me long before Jack came along. And this year, just because of the way the calendars work, um, it ended up all being on the same day. So here I was in this situation with a buoyant little two-year-old son who wanted to celebrate me and Father's Day and, and my wife really trying to tread on eggshells and go, well, 
do we go the full celebration? It's not really a celebration. How do we handle this? So we had to navigate that, which was super interesting. Um, but yeah, look, we um, we did it. It's 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 different for someone who's sort of gone through what we've gone through. Um, and this year, like I think the way the calendars work, it's going to sort of come around every you know five years or so when the the stars align, literally. So. Yeah, in bringing it back to the show, when we talk about this episode, this episode probably resonated with me quite a bit more than some others have. Mm. Well, um, if I could just, uh, I'll try and say this as best I can, but um, I'll come clean. I wasn't aware that that anniversary lined up like that. Yeah. And, um, no, and this fine, is mate. the this it, is the kind of thing that these days it's it's okay for blokes to get together and chat about how awesome this kid show is and how wholesome it is. And it's also something that I need to learn. Okay to chat to mates about stuff even when it's really hard because there is no good way of saying any of this. I don't want to speak for Marty as well, but we love you so much. And um, it's only been five years. Mm. And sitting here and hearing you recall that story so contemplatively, but with the strength and grace that you, and this goes for your beautiful wife, Ali, as well. I didn't know when, I didn't want to prompt Frank as to when he would, might bring this up on the podcast. And I didn't expect to be saying this, but I think it's apt that I say sometimes I just lie awake and think about how strong you guys are and I could not in a million years have imagined that there would be a pair of people on this earth who could have made it through what you have uh, the way you have. I wouldn't have believed Thanks, it. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. And to your point, I'd, it was always in the back of my head when this part of my life was going to come up on the podcast you know that's mine too <laughs> <laughs> and um those who listen to toy power i don't imagine there's a lot of crossover between this show and my other <laughs> show but um anyone who has listened to that will will have heard that sort of story before and that was obviously the first time i'd sort of talked about that part of my life in this format so second time around you learn a few things it's it's a little bit easier don't get me wrong it's still sucks it's still the worst but um talking about it in the context of this episode it just kind of felt right my apologies to you guys i probably should have maybe warned you a little bit before just diving into that it shouldn't have been on you to feel like you needed to prepare us because that's another step that you have to take i don't know you get to own how you (laughs) how, how you remember this and how you go through this in my opinion so, yeah, so that was my week. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's move on to talk about the episode. As I said, I'm sorry to do that at the top of the show. There will and- be no more apologies from you, Frank Allen. <laughs> I hereby decree. All right, Marty, <laughs> would you care to take us through the bare bones of this episode, please? What this is ultimately about is a commentary on the nature of art criticism itself, I think. The difference between representational and non-figurative art. Looking at the audience for both and also the commentary on the lasting value. Like, is something weighty enough in cultural significance to last in perpetuity? Either in a gallery or as it's represented in this episode, symbolised by the fridge. 
who is the gatekeeper of what gets to be retained? Is it uh, Chile, <laughs> the art gallery director, or is it the general public, the layperson <laughs> here represented by Bandit? I think this really just comes out in the single dot drawing that uh, <laughs> Bluey makes, which is a pretty clear reference to uh, Kazmir Melovich's black circle. <laughs> now I've lost everyone now. <laughs> really, what this episode is about is they're making cards for Father's Day, and Bluey really just wants to make hers perfect and we're not quite really sure why she's obsessed with this idea of perfection and that slowly gets unpacked as she tries to draw something that is going to be perfect Mm. here here I'll be honest, as I alluded to a bit of a, a strange time in our household for Father's Day, I've actually only really seen this episode maybe one and a half times. Of course, <laughs> when it dropped, I was all excited and, oh, let's watch it and stuff. Jack is still not at that age where he's much can hold his attention for a ter- <laughs> even seven minutes. So I, I recall about, you know, Bluey doing the drawing. I even recall the sort of the conflict of the episode where <laughs> something gets put over the top of Bluey's picture. <laughs> Beyond that, I'm kind that? of... With the, uh, yeah. the face that I'll never pulled. forget that. <laughs> Beyond that, I'm blanking on on a few details. Now, so. That's awesome because now you get to enter one of these podcasts in the way that I'm almost always entering it, <laughs> having done none of my homework. But you've got like perfectly good reasons for not. I'm just kind of work for myself and don't have any kids, <laughs> but I still never do it. <laughs> So what I will say with this episode is also it's caused a bit of controversy in the the larger Bluey community because it is a brand new drop. It appears only on Uh, ABC (gasps) iView. It's literally the only... It's not on your Disney Plus or any of the other services that Bluey have deals with. Mm. Uh, So you've got a whole bunch of international listeners just going, this isn't fair. Where do I get it? How do I... What's a (laughs) VPN? I don't know. (laughs) And that exact evil laugh right then, a whole bunch of Australians going... This is how it feels, America. You get everything else before us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Finally, we got this one thing. Let us have this one. Seven minutes. I wonder when they will get it. Well, see, this is the other interesting thing. People are labelling this as episode one of season three. Mm. I'm not sure that's accurate. This, to me, feels like a... You know how lots of, particularly British shows, would do like a Christmas, Christmas special. special? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like that, like it sits in a season zero type thing. Because mm. I imagine when they drop season three, it'll be, as they've done previously, you know, 25 episodes and or something around that number. Also, internationally, Father's Day would fall on all different parts of the year, would it not? Well, correct. A bunch of uh, Americans were very confused, just going, but it's not Father's Day. Just like, uh, it is in Brisbane, mate. It's really interesting, though, because the focus of the episode isn't really so much on better. It really doesn't particularly come off <laughs> yeah, well in this I, one. That's like, what I are, love there about are other it. episodes where it's more about appreciating dad. Yeah. It's more of an episode about parenting. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Which I really dig. Like, it's classic of Bluey to just take things in different angles, like, and subvert your expectations. Mm. And, they, yeah, this is no different. Taking it back up to the top, we start off and we've got the drawing table, which is, I think everybody had one of those as a kid, <laughs> some sort of jar with all the pens in, the connector pens or whatever it might be. And then I love Bandit walking in. Hi, everyone. <laughs> no, go away. We're making, you know, it's that classic sort of family moment in which you know and we know, yeah, yeah. And we both know, but you still have to go away still because play yeah. along. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Very little said about it. And it's sort of implied in the line that Bandit walks away with, oh, all the things I've done for this <laughs> A classic example of that playing along. I can remember when I was in primary school and it was coming up to Mother's Day and a little project that I was doing. I must have been in year two. 
if that. And the teacher thought it would be a good idea to have a little craft activity that we would make a Mother's Day present. And we got a bar of nice soap and put it in like cellophane and dressed it up in a nice box. But all the kids had to bring in their own soap <laughs> to do it. So I had to ask mum for, for soap <laughs> so I could bring in a bar of soap that, and Brendan, dress it up. You, it's like, you what never do you need use, this You for? never use soap, Brendan. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she knew straight away from the top that something not, something is not right. I, I can remember even then thinking this is really dumb. <laughs> like, how could yeah, she mom, not know? That, that she's just like, oh, soap. sure. And then I, I I hand it to her. All I've done is put it in some cellophane, and she's supposed to be like, oh my god, how did you know? <laughs> how did you know? Well, because it's obvious. I love this idea that, like, I want to be perfect. What does perfect mean? Mm. It gets unpacked. <laughs> oh, I know. The, yeah, yeah. It gets unpacked through the story why she wants it to be perfect, but doesn't understand the, the, the meaning of it. Yeah. But I just love that concept of kids have heard something and they're like, oh, well, you know, that's obviously an important thing, but I don't completely conceptualize it. Yeah, you know, I'm not completely understanding it. Okay, this is one for the audience. How many reallys are there? Oh, I'm going to guess... That there are... Can I guess? Yeah. I'm going to guess that there are nine. Mm. I'm wondering if you're guessing because that's the right number. Is oh, it? Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Right. Because, you know, things doing things in rhythms, you know, really, 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 really. That's like mm-hmm. five. Was that five? And then I can remember thinking, watching it back and hearing in my head how many I expected. Yeah. And there were more. So I'm like, it wasn't five and it wasn't seven because they kind of have rhythms to them. No, no, that was a guess. I promise. Oh, good work. I think probably the other good question is how many reallys beyond what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least four. You think she's going to stop at about five, and then she's still going. And if you lose count each time <laughs> I watch it, it's still more than I think. One of the other things you were talking about doing that craft activity, for me, just the scissors, oh, the way the scissors are acting. Yeah. like It's great animation. It's really nice, just the way they're moving through. And they kind of look like those rounded edge, Round safety scissors. Kid-friendly yeah. scissors, yeah. That just makes me remember how desperately I wanted the scissors that they had on Play School. They just sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably just normal scissors, but there was this great... They were probably usually also cutting cardboard probably. as opposed to paper, yeah. and so it made that real sort of crisp crunch sound to it. Great crunchy sound. That it just wanted that. Man, the way they did crafts on Play School was a whole level different. Did it ever annoy you that when they went to glue something, they put glue on the place where they were going to stick it rather on, than on the back of the thing they were sticking? <laughs> this really frustrated my You have some real siblings. vivid memories of Play School. <laughs> you know, you've got you go to stick something in a book. I remember the round window. I remember the rocket uh, ship. Square window for life, mate. Uh, you <laughs> I'm know, not into this you round are and arch window. How many round and arch windows do you see in a day? Square all the way. Like, like be realistic, kids. <laughs> Square window. How dare you have fantasy in your childhood shows? <laughs> I know, right? It's <laughs> abhorrent. Speaking of like childhood shows, should we explain in case there are international uh, listeners? Yes. Play School is a kids show that's been actually it's been going for longer than Sesame Street. <sighs> Wow. How how long is it? I know somebody told me this once. Do we need to phone someone? Uh, you know who it was who told me? Mm. It was Oliver, my my nephew Oliver. Do you yeah. mind if I quick Yeah. I'll do just it. quickly I'll just quickly ring him. I mean, he's a bit he's a bit old for it now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, How old just, is Oliver? Oh, he's sick. Let's ask him when we uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can edit that Wait, in later. Do we need to call someone to check that one. Or? I know. I'm Oliver, I'm, put your mum on. I'm confident he's 7. <laughs> I'm just going to get my phone out. I, look, I, I try to be a good uncle. You'll get your phone I'll just, out. I'll just, I'll just, put, I'll, just put, I'll just I'll just hold that call for a second. 
uh, I know. I know it was it was earlier this year. I I know I'm not. <laughs> I may we'll not put you be. under pressure, yeah, haven't I, we? I say He's that crumbling. I'm a good. I say that I'm a good uncle because I I try and remember all the birthdays. I I did do the thing where I put it in my calendar at least, <laughs> but I do rely. Like I'd love to remember them. I'd love to remember them maybe one day, but I do have like 14 of them. Yeah, I was going to say with the amount of nibblings that you have, Brendan, yeah. I think I'd be pretty proud to remember all the names. I'm just <laughs> proud that I had the motivation one day to actually enter it into my calendar. I I never put my dental appointments in the calendar. Yeah, it's remarkable that you're here. Mainly because I haven't had a dental appointment in <laughs> how many years. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Mum. What do we got here? Oh, wait, look. He is seven. I got it Good right. Work. Yes. Woo. All right, now I'm going to ring him. Ahoy, ahoy. Hey, Oliver. Hey, Benny. How are you? Good, thanks, man. I was wondering, I know you were telling me this the other day. Play school. I know, like, you're more into the stuff Frank's into. Who isn't Transformers rule? Hells yeah. And Lego. Uh, Actually, I've got a new Thousands Castle Lego set to show you next time you come over. Oh, really? When you push a button with Mario, a giant piss pops up. That's that's awesome. Wait till you see it. Uh, But... Play school. I know you haven't watched it in a long time. It's been on longer than Sesame Street, hasn't it? Yeah, more than three years longer. July 1966, second longest running kids show in the world. Whoa. There you go. You see, not not everybody believes me. They turned out more than four and a half thousand episodes as well. And back at the start, it was actually transmitted live. Thankfully, unlike this podcast, you're a good uncle. But how Frank and Marty put up with you unedited is beyond me. Have we actually explained what Play School is as opposed to just how many episodes it's rolled out? Have I talked enough about how annoyed I was that, you know, when you, you talk glue, about the gluing, when you glue move on something from the you're gluing. supposed to put on the back of the thing? Move on from the gluing. How do you know how big it is if you, like, you, you just glue it? you just basket. Yeah. To clarify, Play School is a children's television program that dates back a long time, as we've just established from our good friend Oliver. It's live action with people who do songs and games and craft, as we've clearly established. Um, <laughs> Incorrectly. <laughs> just about every Australian kid who is our age and, and, well, certainly older and younger have some sort of connection with this amazing show. So I, I think previously we've shouted out the Muppets as, and, you know, some of those really old-timey Muppets episodes. This is the, the quintessential Australian kid show. If you've got overseas listeners, if you've got any friends who are Australian who grew up in Australia, just ask them... Which window did they prefer, the round, the square, or the arched? There's a diamond one now. Yeah, and if you want to destroy a conversation, get people arguing about different windows <laughs> and yeah. the things that are different about um, play school now. Back in yeah. my day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I say it got on my nerves the way they glued things incorrectly, but I loved all the crafts they did. I'm going to be honest. Play school <laughs> is the bomb. So going back to the Bluey oh, podcast, yes. yeah, this is not a, this is not our play school podcast. <laughs> mm. Do you know what the name of that show would be? The Round Window. Uh, <laughs> not if I'm on it, it's not. <laughs> Although the square window is a lot more fitting for someone like me because <laughs> it's hip to be a square. Oh no, that's a Sesame Street reference. This links in nicely to a for real life for me at the moment because we just real started, life for nice. real life. 
um, we just really started doing drawing with Naomi. So we've gotten past the point, like it was a couple of months ago, I think, oh, here's some chalk, you know, have a go. And it's just like stab, stab, stab actions. <laughs> we're like, okay, we're going to come back to this in a little while. <laughs> so now we've got the concept of drawing lines. We're getting closer to circles, but largely demanding that parents draw things in particular. So just the idea of drawing and drawing being hard and thinking about the nature of drawing and what drawing means to you as a kid, mm. as you're growing up, as like a space where you can create things and imagine things and communicate, all that sort of stuff is starting to come through for me. And that's very much in this way, especially the idea of it's hard to draw or you're always dissatisfied with yeah. what you draw based on what's in your mind, what's mm. in your head. And there's two ways you can read that response from Chile. Like, and I do love what you said before, Marty, about, no, it's got to be perfect. What does perfect mean? And then we kind of unpack what perfect means. Mm-hmm. And the way they bring that back in that there's something that Bluey can't share about it not being perfect. And then you find out she's funny about it because Chili had done something that she'd forgotten and kind of says, I'm not really perfect, am I? And it's hard. And then Bluey says, you know, oh, well, drawing's hard too. And Chili says... Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's sort of like, oh, I don't know, has she kind of gone, oh, Bluey's misunderstanding what I'm saying? Or is she going, no, actually, Bluey, you're right. Yeah, drawing is hard. Well, for me, the way I read it was, so ultimately we find out that Bingo's drawing gets put on top of Bluey's on the yeah. fridge by Chili. Chili says, oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that the is yeah. the marker that means it gets put on the fridge. Yeah. And so ultimately Bluey's trying to create something fridge worthy. And it's so innocent. Like Chili said, well, we'll just do this for now. Just for now. <laughs> and then, of course, she's there, and you have that fantastic shot. Oh, she's like a, the jaw is just so low. <laughs> Drops the cereal. I think even the day after this episode had aired, that, that was, was the, the meme <laughs> doing the round. Just the oh, look man. on Bluey's the face. The look on Bluey's <gasps> face. I can't. No, man. It's burnt in there. One of the other great things through the episode is just all the games that we get to hear about that Dad does. Yes. Now, speaking of things that are perfect, Brendan, mm-hmm. there's been one other reference to uh, something <laughs> else you would consider perfect. <laughs> rubs hands together I would say on a podcast. This, ha- is this reference more perfect than mm. the... Uh... <clears throat> well, let me tell you. I was worried uh-huh. in, in the Shadowlands episode, because they didn't go back for Snickers Hat, I was worried that all... The Indiana Jones references that I was seeing were maybe accidental and I was just reading too much in it. Mm. I punched the air when I saw this bit <laughs> and I just thought, no, every single time the writers of this show give the wink to Indiana Jones, they know. They're, they're thinking of me. <laughs> they know They know that there's- Do you reckon this one will make Brendan punch the air? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No ticket. <laughs> the moment they said, we could play no ticket, and I just thought, do it, do it, please do it, please do it. And he's like checking tickets. I'm like, they can't not do it. They can't not do it. And the he throws a right beanbag. And the way he does it with just the throwaway thumb- like yeah, turning back yeah. to the other passengers who had tickets, no ticket. <laughs> oh, man. It's pretty good. Bandit and Harrison Ford, they're just on a pedestal of their own. You also got to love It's Dad, wherein <laughs> it's they dad. play off the fact that it is kind of a sitcom. <laughs> and he just comes into the room and you expect the canned clapping and looks to camera. Hey, you got to, you know, actually make some noise or whatever. And then comes back in and gets the slow clap. When he does it later at the worst yeah. possible time. <laughs> yeah, he's just got terrible timing in this episode. <laughs> it's just, it's What's the first thing? What's oh, the, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, is... how many times do you get hurt a little bit when you're playing with Dad? And what's the, the first, first thing, thing he always says? Oh, don't I, tell your mum. Don't tell your mum. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's Dad. And the look, the look. It's that we've seen 
seen chilly that. eyes. Oh, oh, we've seen them. But it's one of those situations that a lot of families could relate to Ooh. where dad's roughhousing <laughs> with the kids, goes a little bit overboard, don't tell your mum, and then to just be out of yep. in that perfectly timed way, exactly as you said, Marty, it's sitcom level <laughs> stuff. You're like, I'm going to exit now. There are two times that I can think of. One is in another episode, and for fear of rolled up magazines, I will not mention it. Mm-hmm. But this one, when Bluey is upset, and it's like a little bit of a mystery as to why, and Chili has to kind of coax it out of her, and we find out that there's just something from a while ago that the kid is only dealing with now. Sure. I think it's one of the most true-to-life things that the show does, uh, just have like a delayed reaction mm. and a parent just being, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it's just... one of those things that for the kid, that was a moment yeah. that, and that really struck a chord and it mm. stuck in their brain to the point where it impacts them later. But to mum and dad, they're like, <laughs> just putting this drawing, just for now, just for, putting yeah, this just drawing for in front of the thing, dealing with it later and what that means to them. But Bandit and Jillio, great examples of how you can lovingly work through that with your kid. And uh, this is coming from me, obviously the resident expert in being a dad mm-hmm. <laughs> once again. Can I just shout out the boomerang game? <laughs> I want to try that <laughs> so <laughs> bad. <laughs> and is- more to the point, <laughs> oh, yes, the that- conversation <laughs> between Bandit and Fido. Yes, so excellent. Is, and it's <laughs> the first time I heard it. It's a bit ballsy for a kid's show. <laughs> it's a bit ballsy. <laughs> Wee, ring-a-ding-ding. The first time I heard it, I just sort of I cocked my head to the side and went, did they, did they just... just did we just hear that? Yeah. yeah. And I got to keep them. And the fact, <laughs> and the fact that Fido's holding like a sausage in bread at the time <laughs> is it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. oh dear Oh me oh my Do we need to put A higher rating On this episode <laughs> But they didn't Yeah so They still, didn't yeah, still exactly. rated no, If they're allowed to We're allowed to And I love Oh well I'm keen To get it done But oh, Chili wants to Keep her options open But do we really want More of these things Running around <laughs> This is so good That lit up A lot of the fandom People just yeah. going There's going to be an, an actual new baby episode Ooh, There's going to be A third oh, healer Ra 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 Which I suspect not but. Oh, well, if this is indeed the first episode of season three, which you suspect it may not be, mm-hmm. well, we might even, uh, this is a bit of a throwback to the road trip episode, we might see uh, Bingo's sticker collection. Getting Frank called it so, way yes. back in episode three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our episode three. That'll happen. Bring on season three and see that sticker collection and prove <laughs> Frank right. The title of that episode, when that happens, will just be, I was right. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> One of the other things that's always great about Bluey is like the couplets. You know, we have the introduction of all these different games. And then, of course, you were talking before about, you know, what does dad always say? And we have the thing about, oh, you're tough. Yeah. And then we get to see the so reflection sweet. of like the latter end of those games when it's gotten messed yeah. up. So when she's yeah. been thrown into bingo. <laughs> yeah. And the cakes everywhere. Bingo's and- just licking the, the cake <laughs> off herself. Yes. I also love that sequence because the boys are just talking and it's clearly a birthday party in a park because there's yeah. like, some streamers around and like that. So totally right. Yeah. And that is the sort of conversation you would have like off to the side somewhere at a party. <laughs> There's yeah. always couplets. So, you know, we get to see the first two parts of the story, the second two parts of the story. And then there's just this hanging separate couplet. There's a crash <laughs> car? car into the fence. <laughs> well, it's good that you're tough. There's just like this terrible car accident. It looks like the aftermath of some diehard scene. <laughs> and she's like her furs all skew with. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's brilliant. I love they're playing off their 
own mentality there. Just yeah. that there's this other story that we know nothing about that's just been remembered. And I, I also just like the first instance of that couplet with the birthday cake. You see, poor Bingo's just so excited <laughs> about her cake and she's just got this twirling, boomeranging bluey coming straight <laughs> at her and it just cuts just before just disaster. Really and part of you is thinking, oh, poor Bingo and her cake. But when it returns, she doesn't care at all. She's just licking it off <laughs> everything. Well, I can say this honestly, I... I'm not a dad. Have I said that before? Once or twice <laughs> per episode. But I have no doubt at all that I have got the perfect role models in you two if it should ever occur. Get prepared to be hammered for some advice. <laughs> well, that's great because I don't remember anything due to the sleep deprivation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Don't remember anything. <laughs> Duly noted. I think uh, I, I feel like I keep speaking for you in this, Marty, and I don't want to. No, so please, please do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, there are simply uh, no words, Frank, and we love you, and I only don't take every single opportunity I get to tell you how proud of you I am and how in awe and admiration I am because I don't know your timeline and I don't know your schedule for needing (laughs) support and, and not wanting support, but I hope you know that it's always there and I'm sure the listeners appreciate your openness as much as I do. And, um, I, yeah, I cannot, uh, I cannot say. That's all right. Mate. I, I appreciate that, mate. Look, I, yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't mean to make the episode all about me. Um, it's good that you didn't mean to do it because you didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, sh- shout out to those parents who, you know, I, I sort of mentioned the word trigger warning. It's, you know, there are people out there who have gone through worse things than, than what I've experienced, um, and lost, children in more horrific circumstances so shout out to those people who have lost and then still continue to love anyway so and thank you to this show for time and time again touching on the good and uh sparking that thing even between men as manly as we are (laughs) like bandit does as a dad just never being afraid to show affection and yeah tell the ones that he cares about how perfect he thinks they are Well, until next time, let's go where all good dads go and people who aren't dads who just hang out with dads and do podcasts (laughs) with dads. Aisle 300. Left at the fake grass. If you hit a flamingo, you've gone too far. Perfect. Created and produced by Frank, Brennan and Marty. You can follow the Hammerbun Project on facebook.com slash hammerbunproj at hammerbunproj on Twitter or hammerbun underscore project on Instagram. Theme featuring Nibblings, Kaylee, Jade, Ashley and Reese, and PA announcements by brother-in-law, me, Josh. Thanks for listening and remember to get down to Hammerbun for cheap shovels. (laughs) 